welcome to the Daily Banter. It's a podcast about rugby. Uh, before we go any further, just to start off on a somewhat somber note, uh, to state the obvious, uh, we just want to express uh, our um, deepest condolences uh, and uh, thoughts towards anybody in Christchurch that was affected by the horrible terror attack that took place on Friday. Um, it's, it's just sad that people are directing their hate uh, towards like, innocent people and uh, doing vigil things. And I feel like they should be directing an anger into something that um, isn't harmful towards others. But uh, yeah, we are you, Christchurch, and I guess the wider rugby community you are in our thoughts. And um, hopefully, it's just a reminder that uh, yeah, we just uh, to, to quote Thomas Jefferson, the price of freedom is constant vigilance. Uh, ben, are you are you constantly vigilant? Uh, uh, for terrorists? No, no I, I, would, I would say, oh no, I'm not. I would. I was a lot. Like, I have sort of slackened off a bit. I used to be very sort of alert to things like living in South Africa. You know, obviously crime yeah. is a... A problem? Is a, not, not like directly every time I looked at a bar, I like try to scope out for terrorists or whatever. But but like, I think I have sort of slacked off a while, like living out of South Africa for five or so years now. Like, I've, I, mean, I don't think I'm as, a, as like alert to... So no, I'm not as vigilant as I used to be. That, let's just say that. That suggests that's less stressful. Um, Matt, you're, you're just by the DMZ, so I imagine you're very, very, very vigilant at the moment. Actually, those ta- the tanks catch me by surprise every time they drive past, and you can hear those fuckers coming uh, from kilometers away. Yeah, okay, well, yeah, well, okay then you're clearly um, not vigilant, but yeah, just just to uh, just to find, just a final word from this, it's been spoken about a lot, and let's try to turn our focus to rugby. <coughs> uh, yeah, the sad individual who did this, he is just an incredible. No, no don't even like acknowledge him as yeah, a... Like yeah, you, you like he doesn't need any more attention. Yeah. He doesn't need any attention, yeah. quite frankly. Yeah, it's just like, it's, I don't know. It's just so senseless and so stupid. Yeah. It's uh, like thankfully I've had a couple of days to reflect on it because I was quite maybe quite angry and upset. But uh, yeah, um, just so to everyone in Christchurch, uh, stay steady, keep it strong. I'm sure everybody everybody's going to be backing you uh, as always. Right now, more on to I guess uh, to ask you guys itself. How are you though? Otherwise, I guess that's. Uh, Alex isn't here. He is, I assume, either drunk. Well spotted. Yeah, either he is drunk or hungover because he's at uh, the bachelor's that we spoke about over the past couple of weeks. So, Alex, uh, good luck. I, I hope you can breathe. Ben, uh, otherwise, how's, how's things Mauritius? I, I like your, your combo move yesterday watching the rugby. Busy rocking James with your football watching the rugby, nailing that parenting thing, uh, as you said to us. Yeah, he, he woke up like 40 seconds after I filmed that video and started crying. Oh, classic uh, social media, just cropping your life to the good bits. Yeah, yeah, you know, I, I present my life how I want it to, to be, and then I confess it all on yeah, the pod. Dad, crushing um, it. Yeah, no, Mauritius is good. It's, it was raining a bit this morning, but now it's nice blue skies, so I'm hoping to, to get out on the boat this afternoon, but nice. yeah, I don't know. I don't know what life, you know, <laughs> like once you have a kid, like it just depends, you know, if James is nice and like quiet, we, we can take him on the boat. If he's crying, you know, we'll just stay at home and be depressed. So, yeah, yeah. Glare at each other. No, like like my, my, my life is, my life is no longer my own. Let's just say that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Matt, is your life your own? Uh, you won't be going on a boat. I assume. No, no, I just, I was on the train for most of today. Yeah, you came from Seoul, Seoul side, you said. No, other Seoul, uh, what's it, Haseon. Haseon. where I was, Haseon. There's a W in there somewhere, don't ask me. You said you're visiting a mate from George, two two George-ins, what do you call people from George? 
Oh, you say you call yourselves Georgians? Georgians, yeah, why not? I'm going to call us Georgians. Yeah, two Georgians. <laughs> we generally all props and no wings. Yeah, all props, no wings. It was a good, lucky weekend. Crashed with my mate Hanu. We watched Captain Marvel yesterday. Oh, any it was good? fun. Yeah, it was actually pretty good. Nice. Okay, cool. Um, and again, the came from Joburg. Uh, thankfully, we managed to avoid load shedding. I was worried they'd do me in this morning. And then they turn the power on at 30. It takes like five, ten minutes for my internet to get up and running. But thankfully, it all worked out. I was delayed though because of my very just, big breakfast. Just can you can you confirm this? Did they load shed the cricket in Cape Town last night? No, um, I don't think so. For what I knew, it was just a, a, a faulty pylon itself. <laughs> but that, that that sounds like they load shedded it and to kind of save embarrassment to the country. They yeah, claim they did it. I, I was a little bit worried though. Do Ellis Park, uh, which I was at yesterday for the Lions Rugby uh, Rebels game. But it, it was it was a three o'clock kickoff. Yeah, it was. So it was yeah, they, they load shed in the middle of the day though. They do not over a weekend. No, no, but I mean, day. I mean, like the game could have still happened if there yeah. was no electricity. Yeah, it's true. Actually, maybe not. But no, maybe it's the... not because you've got all the cameras, cameras broadcasting. Don't they? Shit. Don't they have? Generators on those trucks? Yeah, I reckon these days they do. Hundred percent. And then what else? Yeah, you. I think you'd suckle with the TMO. It would be like back in Argent. Alex's favorite moment in Argentina. Yeah. Where oh, the we TMO just like, yeah, I've got no footage. <laughs> <laughs> I've got no footage. Just give the try to the locals, the home side. Uh, well, yeah, I guess, I guess on, on, on that note, just to turn our attention to like beer and the news. I uh, just um, this coming out of crisis. This is quite recent. This is just from stuff. Uh, <coughs> Uh, the Crusaders, they are considering a new name uh, in wake of the Christchurch shooting. Uh, they're going to consider this following the terror attack on two mosques that occurred on Friday. Uh, the club said in a statement on Sunday that uh, it understood the concerns that had been raised about their name. For us, the Crusaders' name is a reflection of the crusading spirit of this community. The statement said, what we stand for is the opposite of what happened in Christchurch on Friday. Our crusade is one for peace, unity, inclusiveness, and community spirit. In our view, this is a conversation that we should have, and we are taking on board all the feedback that we are receiving. However... We also believe that the time is not right now. Um, so, yeah, uh, they're looking at that. Do you know about the... I, I th- yes? You I, I think it's... A- oh, sorry, do I know about the Crusades? You no, no, ask? I was going to say, no, I, we, I think we kind of know about the Crusades. Big but, fan of the Crusades. But this is- if, uh, if you don't know about the Crusades, like, I oh, know, something went wrong. In yeah, the I was going to say, this is the opposite standpoint. There's a team in, in US football. Uh, it's the, the Washington. What's well, called the Washington Redskins. Redskins being highly offensive. I know the owner. He's a he. He refuses to change the name, even though the, even though his team name is highly offensive. So just good on the Crusaders for, uh, especially what is to state state the the obvious and and as a statement a very difficult moment. Uh, they, they are looking at things from a broader perspective. Um, so yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's good not to not to act sort of while the emotions are so raw. Yeah. You could, you know, you, you don't want to, you don't want to make a decision when there's so much, you know, like um, everything's so recent. Like, but sit back, yeah, because obviously the the Crusades were were a very dark time for um, for the world, really, and especially like it didn't look good for Christianity because yeah, yeah, they just especially yeah. Muslims. I was gonna say, um, but uh, like. As they say, they they've almost owned it. Like they've made it theirs, and it's what they they've chosen. They've made it represent something else in a way. Yeah. So, yeah, it's difficult, but I do hope if they rename the team, they have an internet poll and people hijacked it, hijacked it, and named them Teamy Mac Team Face or something. Teamy Mac Team Face. Oh. 
Haven't you, have you heard about that Boaty Mac Boaty? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I remember Boaty Mac Boaty. Yeah. And then, yeah, they never let that one get through. Uh, so, yeah, I wonder what they, they, they'll, they'll probably go because it's maybe the Knights or something like that. Yeah. I think the Knights would, would probably work. Uh, but like, like I don't know, they should just jump ship completely and like cover a completely different theme. What, like the... The, the, uh... the Super Ninjas. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Just like the Canterbury, <laughs> the Canterbury Ninjas. Yeah, but it's yeah. like... But you know the uh, the, the cricket franchise here? Uh, the Free State one? It's like the, the Knights. They, they're the Knights. The knights yeah. There are no Knights roaming the Platterland. I, I don't get the connection, but I guess the Pretoria teams, the Titans... The lines, you know, you can always draw a thing. The storm was the cobras. The Cape cobras. So the one area of South Africa where there aren't cobras is the Cape. No, don't know. Well, oh, Cape cobras are a thing, then. No, but Cape cobras are like up in the because okay. basically yeah, when like okay. all the animals were named, um, <laughs> the only thing they knew about South Africa was the Cape. So it's like the Cape buffalo, the Cape cobras, oh, the Cape was... mountain zebra. I've seen a Cape mountain. Yo, okay, I'll, okay. Well done, Adam, for seeing a Cape mongoose. Thanks. So, but but they actually they not like. When was the last time you saw a buffalo anywhere near Cape Town? Like, oh, that's east. Yeah. That's, that's usually right. East London is like Buffalo City. Uh, yeah, but but City. buffaloes are called Cape Buffalo. They are. Yeah. Mm. Oh. Cape Water Buffalo. I just thought they were called Water Buffalo. Note, Adam. I, yeah. No, but it's just called a buffalo. You've uh, you've lost touch with your South African roots already, Matt. It's just called a buffalo. Jeez. Yeah, Adam. I, I think Silent. I think next time I come to South Africa, we're gonna go to Kruger Park together, and I'm gonna teach you a thing or two. <laughs> okay. I would like to go to Kruger Park. Uh, it's awesome, but uh, yeah, right. Yeah, no, but you see more you see more about the glamping than actually looking at animals. Nah, bro. I'm not a glamper. <laughs> uh, I, I'm actually quite uh, offended by that. I enjoy driving. You, the other day, you were talking about how much you like glamping. No, I just, I like being comfortable, but also if I can drive around and look at, look at the animals, it's nice. I'm not the sort of oak to uh, light up um, a scottle bry in the middle of the felt with a tent, just with a blanket to sleep on and the hard earth. No thanks, I'll sleep in a place <coughs> with like brick walls. Anyway, we've wasted enough time on my holiday. So Ben, it's not even glamping; it's literally he wants the wrong. Yeah, it's just literally it. just staying in the house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bare minimum, Adam wants is a wrong devil. Yeah, I want I want to be protected from the elements. That's not much too much to ask. Uh, people who don't want to be protected from the elements, well, rugby, segue. Uh, Australia and New Zealand, they <laughs> both on Friday thing. welcomed uh, World Rugby. This is from AFP uh, via Sport Twenty Four all the other way around. Contentious Nations Championship proposal as something that would secure the game's financial future and boost the Pacific and Emerging Nations. Um, you've spoken a lot about what World Rugby are trying to do, pretty much line the Rugby Championship and Six Nations into a single tournament every year. Uh, the major thing that there was a big hoo-ha about was promotion relegation, but in quite a slick marketing video released on World Rugby's website, they did speak about that it would be two conferences. At the moment, Japan and Fiji would be added to the Rugby Championship. Uh, all teams to play uh, everyone else over the course of the year. There'd be one final, thankfully, so reducing the game. So a maximum of 12 games, minimum of 11, and there will be promotion relegation. But the promotion relegation will be a promotion relegation match between both the f- last team conference, uh, we'll call it the Six Nations, and the Rugby Championship, which I also think is fair uh, to a certain degree. And then there's two, I think there are, uh, there's two divisions. There's, there's Division 2 and then there's Division 3. No, it's just- 
Yeah, so but Division 3 is structured differently. It's got like four pools of five yeah, or something. Yeah, because it, it's kind of almost like a, a pyramid structure. To yeah, and then they play it. they play home. But but my my issue with this is fine. You can you know you can say what you want, and I do think the structures are basically already in place for that top tier. Yeah. Mm. Like you know like th- those those fixtures basically happen already. Just this will kind of formalize them. Let's say that. Eh? Yeah. But the problem, uh, what I see is there's no, there's no precedent or there's no, there doesn't seem to be any realistic plan in place for having Kenya play Germany home and away once a year. Like, yeah, no. like yeah. what, what are they going to do? Are they going to actually sit down, organize it, put the money in? Or are they just going to say, okay, these are your fixtures, you guys make a plan? I have a funny feeling it's option B. Just yeah. from the little bit I know of World Rugby, and it's going to be a shit show. Yeah, but ho- hopefully it'll. I think hopefully I... Uh, the promotion relegation becomes becomes healthy, and we actually see teams moving between the the divisions. Yeah. Generally, I, 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 think... I hope, yeah, as long as it's not like the the same three teams just going in and out, in and yeah, out. No, but I don't think so because I think there are countries that. Have good rugby potential if you if you want to say that. Mm. I mean, Georgia and they're set obvious. It's it's interesting yeah, that yeah. they've that they've cut their big money their big money game by dropping the US for Fiji at the moment. Yeah, yeah at the moment, but 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 maybe because I think what they say is that these the com in twenty twenty two whatever the world rankings are. Ah, uh, it's going to be the top. Those will become the. Well, the, the, that'll become the... So I think the Six Nations teams are locked in. So so then ba- and then basically the six top... I, th- I think actually maybe not. I would say the, the other two top teams, the places that we're saying, okay, I'll go to be Japan and Fiji, yeah. could vary if, you know, if another sort of Southern Hemisphere side makes, a, makes sort of a big run on it. Mm. Even though Japan or Northern Hemisphere... Mm. Yeah, yeah, just from what it says here, they're still concerned. Because I, I think they, I think they might mm. be secretly hoping that USA gets their house in order. No, well, I, I, I by think the, by the time they do that, USA are ranked twelfth in the world. Yeah, order. once once this gets up up and running, though, there is the incentive for all the nations that it, it just adds what's the word context to to the entire competition. But apparently, just reading the story, the Six Nation bosses they're still opposed to promotion relegation. Apparently, if World Rugby came out this concept, I'm assuming maybe this is a little older, I don't know, that surely Six Nations, uh, they're going to move on from that. Because if they don't embrace promotion relegation, this thing isn't going to get off the ground. Um, I know the article here said that uh, Steve Chu, New Zealand Rugby Chief, and Raylene Castle, who's the Rugby Australia executive, they're both very happy about it. Uh, so... It's mainly down to Six Nations, guys. I know there are some other concerns about player welfare, and what's this here? Uh, player welfare, uh, oh, and scheduling, because I guess the travel in the south is a bit worse. But overall, and from my perspective, it looks better. Quick side point, though. There has been a bit of a side conversation like Brad Thorne came out. We'll get on Super Happy soon. Brad Thorne came out recently. Uh, I think, who's the head of the Waratahs? Yeah, the Waratahs coach as well. Um, uh, he used to be he used to be a prop or a hooker uh, for the we, Highlanders. We, we honestly oh, we, we had this name? conversation just the other day. We were like, "What's this guy's name?" Oh my god! Um, 
I mean, we all know him. Well, the, the, the Waratahs CEO, he's chimed in, saying the Sunwolves shouldn't be cut. Uh, there might have been comments from New Zealand. I, I do. I'm not quite no, sure. I, I, who, who wants to cut the Sunwolves? Apparently, South Africa. Apparently, Sorry, wants to cut. Yeah, because we're sick Why of the Why do we? Like, what the fuck do they even have to do with us? Like, just leave them alone. We have everyone to cut to, for some other reason. Yeah, we have to travel. Because they just there. love. No, but we don't. We don't have to travel there nearly as often. We've got to travel. T- what we should be worried about. Yo, we, we have four, 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 four of our teams a year have to travel there. And it's sort of on the way to New Zealand. Actually, it I would make too. a lot. If, if travel's the argument, they should be arguing to cut the Jaguars. Yeah, actually, the only, Jaguars, because yeah, only two teams. Because remember, uh, since they're outside... The yeah, yeah. yeah, so really, like, I, I see no reason for us to try cut the Sun Wars. I, I, I think what they should do, actually, is now now promotion relegation is the flavor of the week. Mm-hmm. They should add three teams to Super Rugby and then cut the tournament in half. I think that would be and have Or add one team and cut the tournament in half and then have everyone plays home and away and there's promotion relegation. Because... I think that would produce a lot, a lot more interesting tournament. Yeah, it would, but the biggest problem there would be travel. It would, let's say we have Division 1 has eight teams, Division 2 eight teams, so I just thumb-sucked that number. Realistically, you could end up having five New Zealand teams in the first division, uh, maybe two South African, one Aussie, or vice versa. Then, you're having, then the South African teams are having to go on tour for four or five weeks, which has always been the yeah. biggest problem. So... It, it it certainly is the best product. Uh, and I, I guess maybe maybe, maybe you could do it like um, within the first division. There's space for three South African teams, three mm. Australian teams, three well, ever three South African conference teams, three mm. something like that. So so you well, really you're always going to still end up with like say, for lack of a better term, the, the Australian sides in the conference. No, but then but then they then they can work it out because like I've been pushing this for a while like. When I say pushing it, it's not like I'm writing letters <laughs> to World Rugby or whatever, but I've been saying this a lot, uh, that they should, you should have uh, like almost like tournaments. Mm. Right, so, well, um, yeah, let, look, yeah. yeah let's, let's leave it there because I know we mentioned the USA when talking about Nations League. Another sleeping giant is the Eastern Cape, uh, and Eastern Cape in rugby. This, it, it's, it's semi-true, actually. They are kind of a, uh, a sleeping giant. And I do apologize, this was last week's news, but I glossed over it like I do sugar in my tea. So, uh, just a quote from srabmag.coza. A consortium of black businesses from the Eastern Cape has acquired a controlling interest in the Kings franchise. Uh, the best part's coming right now. Srabmag confirmed on Friday, this was last Friday, I think the 8th of March, that a 74% shareholding has been sold to a company called, here we go, the greatest rugby company in the whole wide world. PTY Limited. PTY Limited. While the Eastern Province Rugby Union now owns 26% of the shares, uh, the owners of uh, the greatest rugby, rugby company in the worldwide world, PTY Limited, are Loiso Dokwana, Gary Markson, Rory Steer, Kenny Govinda, and uh, Vuyo Zitamani. Ezra took control of the Kings in November 2015, uh, pretty much in the Eastern Province when broke. And Dokwana, who is the head of the consortium, says they are focused and determined to deliver success. In an open quote, he said, We have followed a rigorous process to take control of the franchise, but we have been single-minded throughout. That bringing ownership of the Kings into local hands will be good for the team and good for the region. Uh, I, I believe him, uh, so we'll see how it goes. We are rugby people who understand the Eastern Cape, the passion of the people for rugby, and just how much a successful Southern Kings team would mean to this region. And then uh, Eastern Province Rugby Union President Andre uh, Rodeman 
welcome the takeover and believes that the fact that the union has retained a 26% share in the franchise will ensure continuity for rugby in the region. It is essential that the consortium continuum, excuse me, between school, club, provincial and franchise rugby remains open, and this new arrangement assures that. He said, it has been challenging three years for Eastern, Eastern Rugby and Eastern Cape, that's an understatement, but the establishment of the new EPRU board uh, and now the local acquisition of the King's franchise means that we can look to the future with real uh, excitement and anticipation. And linked to this news, Robbie Kenson, he's been appointed a King's director. And uh, Loiso Dotwana, he's the chair now uh, of the King's. I have a question. Is this, in a way, the, not Canary in the gold mine, uh, what do you call it? The prototype of what SRAB wanted to do maybe across the country, perhaps. Because now they have a controlling stake. And also the union's kind of gotten on board. So do you think maybe we'll see more of this happen? Let's exclude the Western province, because that's a shit show. But, uh, but like, I don't know. You mean like professionalizing yeah, the board and all yeah. that? I mean, I'm really excited about this. Um, yeah, it should be great. If we could even hire <coughs> 50% of what's happening in the Eastern Cape, SRAB would be a lot stronger for it. That's for sure. So, thoughts? Uh, Nothing? Yeah, um, sorry, maybe Matt, this is, you know, your end of the world. Do you want to chat about it? Uh, I've, into, I've checked a little bit. It's quite interesting. So, um, of the five owners, it's quite interesting that one of them, uh, Vuyo Zitumane, is a woman as well, which is quite, I thought, quite interesting. So, one of the, one of the members of the, the best rugby company in the whole, or greatest rugby company in the whole wide world, I should say. Is a lady, which is quite interesting and should be in, should be noted as well. Indeed, oh, the, that is like like I do think this something something had to happen to the king because it was just well the, the whole the Eastern Province Rugby Union because it was just going from worse to worse and scandal yeah. on scandal and there was no money and the money was being stolen and blah 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 like. It just it just really wasn't good. We can we can agree. So something drastic needed to happen, and this is that something drastic. Do do I think it will become the the model for the rest of South African unions? I guess it's not bad that we can sort of test it in kind of this kind of risk risk free sort of environment because you yeah. know it's not like the kings are supplying thirty percent of the Springbok side or whatever. So it is, it is it is an appropriate way to test it. I, I guess I guess there there is kind of a concern that something being run by a business is they should always put profits first because you know that's kind of the point of business. So maybe the most profitable options might not be the options that are best for the club, best for the union, best for growth of the game, but. These guys, yeah. they seem like they seem like they're looking to invest in the community as much as they're looking to make a profit. So hopefully it'll be it'll be good. Yeah, hopefully it's pushing for more to sort of grow the rugby because I don't know from all their sort of all their sort of comments and that seems to be that the profits are important, but that's sort of secondary. They're rather trying to grow grow rugby in the Eastern Cape and. Yeah, and get back a lot of what other uh, the guys who've gone back to other provinces and so forth. Also, also obviously we, we we've touched on this great name because I deal I deal with a lot of like holding companies in my job, and so many yeah. of them just have stupid names like um, India Small Fund Three 
India's small yeah. fund for India. So I'm so happy that the company's actually come up with a cool name. So good job. So, um, what was it? Egg Chasers was saying it's clearly a. Uh, they were tweeting about it when it ha- came out. They're like, it it looks like one of the owners' five-year-old got to pick the name of the company for them. Maybe maybe it maybe it was a Facebook poll. Maybe the Crusaders <laughs> are going to be renamed the the greatest rugby team in the whole wide world, which would be accurate. Uh, would be, yeah, just, uh, I, I don't think anybody uh, would be against that. Imagine if, should we, should we, should we, when when that internet poll comes up, we we petition, we add that as an entry and then push for it. Because imagine how upset the Northern Hemisphere will become. Oh, the, the, great, the greatest rugby team in the whole wide world playing in the greatest rugby championship in the whole wide world. The whole wide world, exactly. That's what, we, that's, what, that's what we should rename the Crusaders. Fuck, imagine how oh, the poor fucking Northern Hemisphere, the Saracens fans. Oh. Uh, Alright, just last, last piece of news. We spoke about Chili Boy Ralapele being a very silly boy. <laughs> He's pleaded his innocence to his death. Oh, that, that, that joke is aged well, huh? I know, to his death. Sorry, I sounded like... Damn it, who's the comedian? Who's got... Oh, 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 oh. Uh, the guy that laughs. You mean Jimmy Carr? Yes, thank you. Yeah, he always laughs at his own jokes. Like, he, he's his own biggest fan. I, I do enjoy him, though. He's raw, but he's, he's sharp. So, oh, he, yeah, I got a lot of time for Jimmy yeah, Carr. He, he tested positive. Uh, for Apparently, uh, now we have more details. Not Jimmy Carr, Chili Boy. Chili Boy, Jimmy yes, Boy, sorry, yeah. Jimmy Carr. Jimmy Carr probably did test yeah, positive for uh, that. Just, just imagine Jimmy yeah, Carr living loose with Chili Texas. Boy. Yes, yes he, he would uh, be hectic. But he, oh, I don't he te- think he's worth his time, to be honest. <laughs> he tested positive for Chili Boy uh, for a growth aid for livestock. Reports surfaced last week the 32-year-old Sharks player has been picked up. Uh, during testing, blah blah blah, uh, incidents 2010. In an interview with a South African radio show, uh, oh, well, he spoke to Robert Morawa on, on Morawa Sports Worldwide. He's a Metro, if I remember correctly. Ranapelli revealed the substance in question was Xeranol, a legal growth aid for livestock. He said he had been taking Xeranol as part of his fitness program following a two year ban in 2014 for using the anabolic steroid Dostonololine. Uh, That's probably not right. Detected while playing for Toulouse. After the incident in 2014, I had to adjust my diet. Meat is something I tried to cut out of my diet, uh, he, he said. His A sample urine test is positive, but he has a right to ask for his B sample to be processed. Rope is confident he'll be cleared to play for the Sharks. What might be his final season in Super Rugby? Will be his final season in Super Rugby. He's not featured this season. Uh, the Sharks have come out and said they're willing to support me as far as they're able to. Let's see. Uh, guilty of anything. Peace. Deal Sharks. But six month contract. Was I have other plans? Uh, well, yeah. He said he's been offered a three year deal by the Sharks, but he asked for a six month contract because I have other plans. I think that's a win win for everyone. Uh, I don't want to spend too much time on this. We will see. We'll see. The V sample will prove if he's talking nonsense or not. Uh, science will prove the results. Before we get into Super Rugby, quick mention to uh, allegedly the greatest rugby championship in the world, the Six Nations, and England versus Scotland. I wasn't able to watch the game, but apparently it ended in a 31-all draw. No, I lie. 38-all draw. 38-all. Yeah. Yeah, but more significantly, Scotland were 51-nil down. Oh, at halftime, yeah. Yeah, was it at halftime or was it just after halftime? No, at halftime. Well, yeah, around halftime, yeah. Basically, if you watch Lions Rebels, you've watched England Scotland, and if you've watched England Scotland, you've watched Ireland Rebel, uh, Lions Rebels. Well, I'm busy watching the highlights the now. Follow the exact thing? same pattern. I'm watching the highlights you now, and there was some pretty quite a bit of razzle dazzle from from England. It seems. Yeah. Why didn't they play? No, no, like all time? England. England were cooking because they don't play against Scotland all the time. <laughs> Scotland aren't. <Yeah>. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, that bad. But like, like you could say, like, yeah, like, oh, England, oh, when they're talking about that Joe, uh, what's the what's the new wing that Joe Cocker TG guy or whatever his name is. Uh, um, uh, go you luck. Was that a prop? Yes. Was that the, oh, was the, the hooker? Hook. The, yes. the hooker's intercept. Yeah. He ran like sixty meters. Yes. Yes, and then couldn't get. get it's like a wing and can't like reel him in. Oh, what ball yeah. attention. No, but he's saying Scotland's come back now. I just, I like no, no. them, man. They've improved. I know we give them cuck, but they've certainly improved. They, they, they're a tough yeah. side to beat. They have improved, but they, they're probably going to get relegated under the new format. No, dude. Italy <laughs> is Fuck, lost did you France. see, um, speaking what? of today, uh, Adam, today's date, St. Patrick's. Oh, just yes. by the way, so, so I saw a tweet. I don't know if I should. Adam, Adam do, do, come on, do do an Irish accent for old times sake. Uh, I don't. I I managed to nail Sonny Bill Williams because that's within my roundhouse. But I, I, no, I can't. I actually can't. I've been I watching stuff of Anarchy and these Oaks from Northern Ireland. And I, I can't do it. Like for the cause, the Six Nations is the greatest rugby champion. No, I can't. I can't do it. How <laughs> the fuck you were doing? It. <laughs> I was just going to say, did you, I can't remember if I shared the tweet in the group, the one about St. Patrick's, and then it says, yeah, he was Wales qualified, but turned out for Ireland because of the three-year citizenship deal. Oh, yeah, I saw that. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, yeah, but uh, good on, I hate to say this, but oh. good on Wales for, for shutting out Ireland. What a try. But yeah, this is classic greatest rugby championship in the world. 25-5 or whatever, two tries. If that was and a super rugby game, 25-5 is potentially six tries. But, yeah. uh, ben, what, what do you have to say? So, so apologies for interrupting you, Matt. I'll, I'll, I'll give you a shot right now. What do you have to say about uh, your favorite international rugby team, Wales, winning the Grand Slam by thumping Ireland? Yeah, to be honest, I don't really care that much about Six Nations. So. Does it count as a thumping, Adam? Yeah. It was a thumping. If you if you watch the game, it was it was like a shutout. It was because uh, yeah, as far as I can see, like Alan Jones just he also like mag- from as far as I can understand, he magnificently like, like just played the clock and basically just took as much yeah, time as he could. Though, but Wales, I think had it because because they 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 left the roof open, oh. basically knowing that it was going to be shit weather. So that straight away played into their hands because it softened up the eye. Because you know, like, like every scrum took like five minutes because they were just falling. And but I think the Welsh might have been putting it on a bit. And then obviously the commentators were, oh yeah, more time wasting. More t- oh they're walking to the line out. Oh they've wasted 31 seconds. Do like it was just it was it became quite repetitive really. Quick question before moving on from the Six Nations: Warren Gatland. Do you think he is underrated? I know that I know New Zealand in particular like him, but I think he's an underrated coach. I would be fascinated to see him go elsewhere uh, now and, and coach. I think he else. is, isn't he? Isn't he going after? Is he going to Japan he's... or something? Wait, no, I've uh, I don't know if he's going to, but I think they've all but confirmed World Cups the end of his Welsh yep. contract. Yeah, and then he's going to be. I think is he also the lion? Is I think Lions the tour coach. I think he's. Yeah, got, I think they've. I th- no, 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 because I don't. I don't think that's confirmed yet. Because yeah, I know Joe, Joe, Joe Smith said he would consider coaching the Lions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, I think he's a bit underrated. Because yeah, I think Gatlin coached last last time anyway in New Zealand, so it's only fair to give no. one of the others a chance. But but I do think 
different coaches suit different situations, if yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, I do. Be, be, because, because like, I think if you're coaching a team like New Zealand, you need a very um, sort of, you know, you guys just play what you see in front of you. You got to, you know, you just got to kind of point the talent in the right direction. But then, if you're coaching, see somewhere like somewhere like Japan, obviously it becomes very important to make sure all your structures are in place to get the best players coming through. And then, presumably, because of the big, <coughs> like like those guys probably haven't had the best coaching throughout their career. So you probably actually have to do physically a lot of coaching, if you know what I mean. Like, you know, you'll have to like go through their structures and like on the field structures now and stuff like that. When I think yeah. if you're coaching a team like New Zealand or even South Africa, the players pretty much know what to do. You just have to kind of get them all pointing in the right direction. So I think different, you know, there, there's a different tool for every job, let's say that. Mm. All right. so I think, because of that, I think it's hard to say who the best coach in the world is. Uh, I agree. Uh, yeah. I'm pretty sure Jake White will tell you exactly who the best coach in the world is. In a second. Did you read did you did you read his article where he just for no reason mentioned that he'd won the World Cup? Isn't that every fucking doesn't he doesn't doesn't he work it into like every like no, third but, paragraph but, of every article this, he's written? This wasn't even worked in like fuck up what was the cod I think he was talking about the, the World League or whatever and he's like as a World Cup winning coach, winning coach. Oh, God. I, I speak from a position of strength here. And we're like, no, like, it is, it is no context to talking about this at all, it Jake. Is, you just is, sort of... And he's saying, saying that, like, we all don't know he's a World Cup winning coach. How do you know Jake White's a World Cup winning coach? He tells you. So... Oh, he, J, J, Jake, Jake White is the vegan of World Cup. I was going to say vegan, <laughs> yeah, vegan. <laughs> Vegan rugby coach. Uh, He's I'm, a vegan crossfitter of World Cup winning coach. Vegan crossfitter. So this is going into this vegan crossfit coach, Jake White. <laughs> all right, let's move on to Super Rugby. Uh, let's just start off. Uh, as we all know, the Crusaders Highlands game, uh, that was cancelled. So that meant there was only... I was wondering if, if those who remember Super 10 days, I was a bit young to remember Super 10. But there was only 10 teams playing this weekend. Which, in a weird way, I watched the Reds Sunwolves game, which we will get on to, and then I was at Ellis Park to watch the other game, but there wasn't that much rugby. In a way, it was like interesting, just interesting to know. It was, it was, it was also because because the Storm has played on Friday. Yeah, <coughs> yeah. Which and, I, I presume that was because of the cricket, huh? Probably, yeah, for policing requirements. So no, well, like it would have just—I think it would have just been chaos having a, oh, a right. Newlands rugby and Newlands cricket at the same time. Like, yeah, the, uh, for, no for those of you who don't know, they're literally next to each other. So yeah, not, not great. But the, the first we actually we, we we really like to do that in South Africa. Put two stadiums next to each other when you know. Yeah. No, no, um, look, we're really good at it in Durban. We're putting a really nice rugby stadium next to Kings. King's Growth Point. Yeah, and, like, and like taught them, like, ooh, you could play here, but you don't. You don't want to. So I'm at, just at least Alex's message. So continue. Continue, please. Sorry. Uh, I was going to say, at least Cape Town Stadium's not within eyeshot of fucking Newlands. Yeah. It's yeah. miles away. It's around, it's around the mountain, dude. Uh, it's really miles away. Cape Town's quite small. <laughs> it is quite small. So, the... I'm sure, I'm sure it's like at least two miles, man. Like, two... Yeah, yeah, I'd say it's about we use the 10 kilometers, so uh, seven ish miles away, six yeah, and a half. 
Uh, can you Google six, that for six, us, six. Ben? Or do we need someone to know? Yeah, uh, it's fine. Uh, 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 my... that. yeah. yeah, it's fine. Ant will correct us, don't worry. Ant will tell us exactly how far it is and how to kayak there. Question, where is Ant? <laughs> He's skiing in Germany, I think. Uh, yeah, skiing in Germany. Uh, yeah, uh, to answer your question, it is 12.1 oh, fuck, you just... yeah, Not bad, Ben. Not bad. Fuck, you were close. Not yeah. bad, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, on the roads, obviously. Yes. Um, yeah, not as the crow flies. Yes. So, first game of the weekend, it was in Hamilton. The Chiefs, they've broken their losing streak. They drew 23 all with the Hurricanes. Does it count as breaking a losing streak if you draw? Yes. Because you haven't yeah. won a game. Yes. Yeah, well, no, you don't. Yeah, but now now they're just going to say the Chiefs haven't won a game in six instead of the Chiefs. Yeah. yeah. They've lost their last five. Four semantics. Yeah. What, what isn't semantics? Yeah. Dan McKenzie looks a hell of a lot better. He scored a try at 15. Anton Leonard Brown, who uh, I must admit, I've always rated him, but not more than Jack Goodhue. He's up there now. Uh, he's easily been the Chiefs' best player. They both got tries. McKenzie got three penalties, two conversions, one penalty being 58 meters. So good on him. Wes Horsen, he had a great day. He had over 100 meters run for the day. And the best. Oh, I feel center. like an idiot for not drafting him. Yeah, I was like, okay, I, actually, I, actually, I, actually, I had, a, had a shot at him and I went for Combrink instead, which no, I regretted almost shot at him. immediately. I... <laughs> no, I didn't. No, I, no, I, don't. I, I think I would have got wavered, but yeah. I, was I, was I could. Yeah, true. Well, I and, uh, Unless someone shot for Moroni, which I didn't. I, 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 can, I can tell you guys now because uh, I'm ahead of you on the waiver list. But I'm going. I'm going Tyrone Green. <laughs> I'll Tyrone tell you about Green. his performances. <laughs> I'll tell you about his performance. He, he, he was interesting. He, he's a new boy. You know, Adam, you, you you've read his Wikipedia page. So you're a Tyrone Green expert. I am. No, I've seen him play the flesh actually. So that makes me. You know which one, Tyrone? Ubermensch expert. Sorry? Um, would, would, you, would now you've seen him play in the flesh? Yes. Would you say my actually <laughs> the lines when we're talking about the lines? Sorry, you, you broke up. Let's there. talk about let's let's talk about Tyrone Green when we're talking about the lines and, and many others. We will we will talk about Tyrone yeah. Green. Uh, Matt Proctor also he, he got another try. Jordy Barrett the penalty, Bowden Barrett two penalties and a conversion. Funny old game this. Uh, it swung, and, and, but the Chiefs appeared to be doing a lot better. Bro, you're Italian. Oh, uh, the main point is McKenzie's better at 15. Starting McKenzie played at 10. Uh, I wasn't able to really watch the game. I just had to follow text commentary. I'm just happy Lamapi wasn't as effective as Alex had him in his fantasy teams. And I always get yeah, no, Lamapi only got Lamapi only got the ball like twice. I was very happy about yeah. that for you. Tia was uh, great. Just, he he yeah. set up a great try for Khosin bursting through the gap uh, and then throwing through a long pass to Khosin. I had Tia Tia. I must admit, I, I, when I picked him up and dropped, I thought, okay, one week wonder, and he's just the gift that keeps on giving. So he I, doesn't he he doesn't really look the part no. either because he's quite short, yeah. but he's not particularly like muscular. He's a little surprised. He also looks a little surprised at whenever he's there. Like I don't know, he just has like a little. But surprise he always looks surprised. Look at his like photos on the team sheets and stuff. Like how, just... uh, speaking of the team sheets, how fucking terrible does Starty look in the fucking team sheets? For the Chiefs. Oh, like poor Starty. Starty's got like a look of fucking disbelief on his face. You're like, who decided this was a good idea to use that photo? Who decided it was a good idea to play Starty? Oh, that too. <laughs> that too. Um, yeah, um, just before we just mock them, um, I, I, the Chiefs looked a lot better. Like, their forwards were all 
kind of pushing in the same direction. I think um, I think Aldron at eight is actually a yeah he was good. Really? Is more significant is more significant than you would think because I think he he does more of the hard work. Mm. And then, like, it allows them to kind of unleash their backline a bit more because they don't really have any like proper ball playing loose forwards. But in a way, that's that almost works for them because mm. it just lets their backline get the ball more, which is kind of what you want. Yeah. Their backline still has some very potent weapons. Cool. I mean, I've I've been, I have nothing further to add about this. I didn't really watch the game, but I think the Hurricanes they were disappointed at the end, judging by comments, but Dan Coles while. Retallick was pleased. Yeah, it's, it's a weird thing. You sort of get like um, like winning draws and losing draws. I think yeah. Scotland, England is actually a great example of it. That to Scotland, it was a winning draw. To England, it was a losing draw. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I think the same way that <coughs> the Hurricanes probably feel, feel based on form at least, they should have won that. Yeah, they haven't beaten yeah. the Chiefs and Hamilton in ages as well, which I, I do find quite surprising. Yeah, it was like since like 2002 or something. Yeah, well, yeah, long uh, a long time. Then uh, moving to Canberra for the Dan Vickerman Cup. It was the Brumbies versus the Waratahs. The Brumbies triumphing for Lafaninga. Alex does have him, uh, but the one try wasn't a mall try, so he's like accept the double. They won 19-13. Bertafoli's kicking. I started the wrong far half. Jesus, uh, does he get an assist for hitting the post and Hooper scooping it up and scoring? No. Oh. Actually, he might because the, the the stats websites are Australian. So. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, Brumby's nineteen, Waratahs thirteen. I listened to it on the radio commentary on ABC. I managed to get a link uh, somewhere. Uh, commentary was great, by the way. Uh, it's been a while since I've listened to some rugby commentary on radio. I found it thoroughly enjoyable. So ABC, thanks for that. I think it was you doing it. Uh, the Brumby's the best pack in Australia. Stick it to the Waratahs. The Waratahs a little bit poor. Is it another game I didn't watch? Oh, the, the the Brumbies weren't. I don't think either team was firing on all cylinders, to be honest. Like, Classic Australia. Mm. Yeah. Can, can um, uh, I thought um, McCaffrey was very good for the Brumbies. Yeah, he He's was, got like that excellent. sort of. Yeah, good point. I guess you'd call it like the sort of mongrel pest factor, or whatever. Yeah. Like I don't know, like I don't. You wouldn't like to play against him because he's just niggly enough. And he's just strong enough, and he's fit enough that he's always there. And yeah, I, I think he's a he's a useful player, and they shouldn't think, drop him. Not not think, just because he's in my fantasy side. I think get, Podcock uh, getting injured was probably the best thing for the Brumbies lose trio every now and then. But Valentina oh, got injured again, unfortunately. Did oh, he? Did he? I didn't. Yeah, look yeah, serious. Classic just, Valentini. Yeah. It's a it's a weird thing in rugby that a lot of times you know like players that are remembered as great players, but just because they they didn't get injured at like the right times. Yeah. Um, pity Valentin is a real talent actually. Mm, he is. Yeah. Um. Then from from the Tars, I don't know. I wasn't. I think Carl Michael Hunt helps their backline a lot, and without him there, but. I don't know, they, especially on defense, they just didn't seem to be flowing up nicely. Yeah, and, but Aussie, I, I, now that I, I think about it, I was just stupid to start Foley, because Aussie Derby's journey speaking, is usually dog shit and very boring. So, well, yeah. like South African Derby's actually. No, our Derby's alright, unless it's in Durban. 
No, our derbies <laughs> tend to be slightly more interesting. Yeah, uh, yeah, maybe. Okay, well, that's going to wrap maybe. it up from there. Um, in Canberra, moving on, the other Friday game in Cape Town, Stormers 35, Aguilar's 8. Tries for Phillips Yankees, Kulisi. I picked him up this week. I was surprised nobody had him, but not really. And Daniel Di- Daniel Duplessis was complimented by a conversion by Jean-Luc Duplessis, the greatest wing in the universe, SP Marais, and three penalties from SP Marais, who, who absolutely got ghosted by Bastita Delgado penalty from Benilla. Again, another game I didn't watch. Sorry, guys. Uh, I was working. Oh, Adam. I'm sorry. What are you You're working? working? Yes, I wasn't You're working? Yeah. What is seven o'clock? Oh, no. Yeah. Sorry, I was thinking I was thinking early games. No, I think... Um, I was at home with the wife. See, it's just straight up making... You're straight yeah. up making excuses, man. I'm not making excuses. I just feel bad. Because you're meant to be providing insight and knowledge here. Well, beyond um, beyond yeah. what I'm the highlights, I don't... I, Yo, I sorry, sorry. Up. Just, just before we get on to the actual game, how fucking bad is South African commentary? Oh, it's terrible. It's God, like it's terrible. I don't know. We had like the fucking C team out there, and they're they're getting the players wrong. And there seems to be some sort of running joke where they like tune forwards and backs. Like I don't know. Like, but it's just like he's like, hey, Shimmy, you'll know what's going on in that scrum, and Shimmy will be like, yo, you backline players don't know anything about scrumming, and oh. uh, it's, it's fucking, it's pathetic, it's repetitive, it's not insightful, and the South African rugby public deserves better than wasn't these it, people. Wasn't it Gavin Carley from the highlights? I don't know who the fuck it was, but it was just, it was just useless. Like, th- there's no, like, natural sort of, there's no, like, natural kind of uh, back and forth between the commentators. They get the players' names wrong. They I, I, they don't offer anything no. like, you know, not like, oh, great, great, like, inside-out defense there, or, you know, oh, he's running an unders line or something like that. It's like, oh, huge hit tour. Yo, fuck you. I don't know. Well, like, they there don't is a reason. In, in B-Draft League, I named our tournament the uh, Matthew Pierce Beautiful Pass Hyper Bowl Cup. He's apparently the top of the tree of South African commentary, and he is shit. He's absolutely terrible. I've moaned about this before. Just because these players uh, have picked up a rugby ball at first class and franchise level, they suddenly graduated with a tap of the shoulder that they know how to commentate rugby. It's like asking a person who speaks French and who can speak English to, to translate for someone who can't speak French, even though he's not a trained translator. It's like asking a cat to ride a bicycle. Up I'm just sick and tired of the fact that experienced broadcasters, and I'll bring up my hero again, Gerald DeCock, Guys like this who actually know what they're talking about. Like, I reckon, for example, if Alex... I don't want to pick him up too much. <coughs> Alex. Alex Drunk would be able to do a better job than some of the ex-players who do commentary. Because he's more knowledgeable about the game. He looks into the stats. I'm sure if you approached... I'm just trying to think... Look, I guess Warren... Do you know Warren wasn't Prozzi shit? Had, he, he's do you know wasn't shit? After years. Same as Victor Matfield. But you remember Victor Matfield at the beginning? He was awful in English, by the way. I, I can't speak to Afrikaans. I imagine he's probably quite eloquent when speaking in Afrikaans. But I'm just sick and tired of the fact that being an ex-player graduates you the right to be a commentator. We have so many decent professionals out there who know what they do, but just because it's this old boys club, they get into a commentary box. It's just, it's, it's just another example of South African media mediocrity that you've been, as you correctly pointed out, that we have to swallow. It's absolute bullshit. Uh, no, it, it makes me angry. I don't know how New Zealand get it right. I don't know how Australia kind of get it right, but we deserve better. No, yeah, well, but they they pick guys who have like personality. Basically, that seems to be yeah. the. Well, that's true. Bit, yeah. Our commentators. But but, but also also it's it's one of these things. Like, say if I had to, 
if I'm fucked, like, if I had to, like, go tap dancing or something, which I knew nothing about, and I had to now tap dance live in front of, you know, millions of people, I would be so prepared. Fine, maybe I don't have, like, natural talent for it, but, you know, you would go for lessons, you would watch YouTube videos, you would read books, you would, this is your job, like, take it seriously. Like, these guys, how do you go into a game not knowing how to pronounce the players' names? Or getting them wrong. Actually, well, that's the one you, Kiwi commentator that did that the previous week. The Blue Sun Wolves game. So I guess it's not just... Oh, God, that was so bad. God, that was terrible. Oh, and then <clears> my <throat> second gripe for this before this even starts is get these guys... Get the Jaguares a ref that speaks Spanish and English. There are millions of people who speak Spanish and English. Surely we can find a ref that can do that. Uh, and then who was ref... Was it Yako Piper refing the game? Uh, I'm not sure. I think yeah, Okay, so he, yeah. he was sort of Pedro. just yelling at the, the Jaguaris in English, and they obviously, you know, they, they understand English, but not at that level. No, and then he no, to speak to, then he turns to the Stormers and starts speaking to them in Afrikaans. That's bullshit right there, huh? That is that bullshit. He was, yeah. that, that, that he's like, no, fucking Jaguaris, struggle along in your second language. Stormers, oh, I speak Afrikaans, you speak Afrikaans. Let's fucking, let, let's buddy up and let me teach you how to scrum in Afrikaans. That is bullshit. Like, come on, like, yo, these guys, again, they're professionals. Learn basic, go on like an intensive course to learn the, ba- you know, you don't have to bloody, you know, quote Shakespeare in Spanish. You just have to be able to say, hands off, you know, you're scrumming in, um, watch your binding, whatever, like, it's not, they don't need to even be fluent speakers, but they just need to put in one, like, iotum of effort. And same yeah, with like, the, same with the, the people refing the Sunwolves. Or what should happen is, fine, but then when you play in Buenos Aires or when you play in Tokyo, you get a Japanese or a Spanish ref, and then you just must deal with it. You know, yeah. if they're forced to have a player that speaks English, you should have a player that speaks Japanese and a player that can speak Spanish then. No, I saw uh, when watching the Reds Japan game, the TMO, I think he was Japanese, and he was trying to communicate with the referee, I think, who was Australian. And the Japanese TMO, he was struggling to communicate in English. So yeah, well, I'm very but, glad but, you raised why, that point. Why, you're absolutely should, correct. Why should he have to? Like, it's, I don't know, this is going to be my pet gripe of the next. Mm-hmm. Until I'm this enjoy gets, watching this. Yeah, and the game, you know, the game itself, did you watch? Yeah, no, I, I, I did watch the game as well. Okay, again, um, what, what, what insight do you have for us on the game? Yeah, the Stormers were, the Stormers were good. They took the opportunities. Um, mm. The Jaguaris were kake. They were just nowhere. The Stormers didn't <coughs> fuck them as much in the scrums as I thought they would. Yeah, especially with just, what was low and Kitsov back. Yeah, just apart from that, they, the Jaguars just couldn't. Like, I'd be surprised if they put one movement together of more than five phases, to be honest. Oh, that's just cuck rugby to watch. Yeah, like, it was just cuck. And, no, the, the Stormers are all right, though. They had, uh, they're carrying up well. Uh, Augustus had a good game. Uh, Trocchi. Yeah. He, he, he was, he was carrying out. Cause the Jaguars, they aren't the, they aren't the smallest forwards. And he was making some good inroads into them. Uh, Eben did well, Khaleesi did well, Shikoling was alright, um, the whole front row was, the whole front row was good. And then when the, when the Stormers subs came on, they again, they sort of re, kind of brought more energy back and, yeah, the Kogoros were struggling, you know, classic second week on tour sort of thing. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, good on the Stormers. Uh, what else? 
his spin rate wasn't great. Oh, his kicking was uh, good, but I don't know. He's it's because I can kind of see like Flecky's logic saying, okay, fine. What we lose like by putting like a strike try score on the wing, we gain from SP Marais' very, very good boot, both defensively and at poles. But he can't. He's not quick enough to defend on the wing, and that becomes a problem because you don't necessarily need to be faster than a guy to get in his way. But he's not even that fast, if you know what I mean. Mm. Yeah. Um, I see. And I then, see, uh, you see, just judging by his stats, I know you got to try. He looked up for it. He, yeah, yeah. No, he was. He was like classics here. He, he was no, actually not very classics here. He, his, his workout was good. Yeah, I was going to say classics here is not ideal. Yeah, and Willemse came off the bench at fullback, I think, and. Yeah, he, he was good. But yeah, I'm not sure why he was on the bench in the first place. Like, I don't know if he was having a rest, but he's, he's 20 years old. You don't really need rest the guy, but whatever. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, good old The Stormers. Oh, sorry, I realized I just, I just ranted there for like 30 yeah, minutes. That's all right. The Stormers somehow, <laughs> after being absolutely clapped by the Bulls, are 3-1. How is that possible? Yeah, and then they announced a new coach after the one. <laughs> okay. Thanks, sort of. yeah. There you go. That that's literally it. That's the one liner. Well, congrats, yeah, Stormers. They, they're not up to third. They're not up to third in the conference. Just a quick look at the tables before we carry on. Bills first, Lions second, Stormers third in the conference. Shark second. Uh, they're two and two in New Zealand. Crusaders top, obviously. Hurricanes second, Highlanders third, 17, 15, 10 respectively. And in Australia, the Rebels are top. They're 3-1, followed by the Brumbies in 11, and the Warriors highs on 10. The next game was early Sunday morning. Somehow, a few of us always seem to be awake to watch. Sunwolves 31, Reds 34. Tries by Cheetah Pryor, Warren Vyashku, and Booth were answered by tries with McDermott 2 for Pierre Gomez coming off the bench. Harry Hoopert and Liam Wright. <coughs> Stuart with three conversions and a penalty, while uh, Haydar, four conversions and a penalty. The Sunwolves were heat in the first half. They were... Yeah. They were excellent. The way that they kept the ball alive, moving between the players, to state the obvious, Michael Little was excellent. Voyashku, Matt, I don't know if you picked him up just because it was a fluke in draft. I, I, I don't know what you know about Voyashku. No, I kept an eye on him for the last couple of seasons. He's been playing okay. eat. I believe you. No, but I believe because he's I been, dropped him because he's, he's yeah, I, with Murphy, I think he's going to goes, he's going to get dropped now for Murphy, though. I think that was his last start. Because he, he was basically... The bench eight for behind Leech or whoever was going to be, or Jimeno. So I don't, I didn't see him playing next round and now with Murphy back as well. I don't, you, I, you, you don't think they might play him on the blind side now? At least they next week? They had Murphy and him on the bench at the same, yeah, the same time. Yeah, yeah, so they might shift to blind side, but then they've got Leech and Lapis as well. I see you picked up and Lapis Murphy. as well ahead of time. Yeah. I picked up Luffy's like a week early. Yeah. Two weeks early. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I like it. Uh, Jamie Booth, he's been excellent. I feel like at the Hurricanes, he was a mediocre scrum half. At the Sunwolves, he's world class. Chowing gaps. Left, right. Left, right. I, think, I, think, I think world class is a big word, yeah, but yeah, he's def- yeah. He def- his play seems to suit the Sunwolves a lot better than it did at the Canes. Uh, the reason I feel that the Reds finally managed to get superiority. It goes back to the template of how to beat the Sunwolves, as shown by the Sharks. Praise to where it's due. 
forward dominance. The Reds, I think the penalty count was incredibly lopsided, particularly at scrum time, through their set piece and scrums and through finally getting an upper hand in the forward collisions. The Reds were able to assert their dominance and then come away with the win. Harry Hoopert looks a bit light for a pop, but he's, he's a bit nippy. Yeah. No, he's a good player, actually. Yeah, if, yeah. He, if, he's, if he's starting, I think he might be worth a, worth a bit drop. of a punt on. The, the, the Reds' props are gold, eh? They are. Because yeah, they, like they like their fit <laughs> mobile props. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, I thought the Waratahs' props were gold because they have big engines, but both of the managed managed to get yellow carded. Uh, I was watching Friday morning filled with hope. I see a tackle count going up, and then first Kepi gets a yellow card, and then Johnson Holmes gets a yellow card. So, no, unlucky, though, because like, pretty much all the yellow cards this week were just uh, repeated infringement yellow cards. Uh, yeah. Like, I, I don't Kepi's think they were... High. Well, that was a high one. But wasn't it like a... Was yeah, I think they were on warnings. Yeah. But um, anyway, that's the Reds' first win. I'm just trying to think of whose trial was really good. I did take McDermott's. That was a charge down right at the end. I don't know who the reserves yeah. come off is for Sunwolf, but that guy looked like he wanted to go and dig a hole and hide. Felt, I think it was a cheater. Yeah, he, he felt incredible shame after being yeah. charged down. Kravy was good. Uh, Piago was good. Hammer Stewart was actually excellent at 15. I know we've, we've bagged on him as a 10, but at 15, he racked up the running meters. I think he made over 90 runs. Isaac Lucas at 10. God, his kicking is awful. A couple of times, they had a penalty. One time, he didn't kick it. He didn't find touch. The other time, it was only 10 meters. Uh, if there was an exhibition of why you need someone with a decent boot uh, in rugby, that was the example. Ball in hand, he was all right. And he found some gaps. But, jeez, his, his boot was short, hey? And then you saw Naivalu. Oh, my God. Now, they brought in Naivalu to take a penalty to fight, try to find touch. And, and he completely stuffed it up. And I'm busy thinking, there's Naivalu. Why? Stewart's right there. Why, why didn't they get him a shoot to do? I, I don't know. Uh, they just, like, had it to Naivalu. I thought, wait, maybe this guy's got a gun boot or something. No, he didn't even find touch. It was, like, miles away from touch. Like, five meters. <laughs> But look, credit- maybe, maybe it was maybe it was one of these like little kid things where he was like, <laughs> I'm next, I'm next, I'm next, and they're like, oh fine, let the guy kick her. Yeah, Hooper's try I think was via Karevi offloading the tackle. I mean, Karevi was yeah, generally very busy. Uh, Daigunu, he was the guy that kind of set up indirectly McDermott's charge down. Where has he been? He's great. You should have seen. He took a ball of kickoff around about a 22. He just started. Eating gaps. I know it was the last quarter of the game, so guys are a bit, ch- bit, bit tired. But apparently, as a commentator said, he's the fastest guy in the red squad and the fittest. So I, I, I wonder why he isn't starting. I know they've got um, Sortia on the bench. Maybe he's a bit of a dick. <laughs> like, Thorne just doesn't dig him. Like, the, Thorne, uh, the red strikes no, me as a team. They have got a lot of talent on the wings and stuff. Yeah. And I, I would guess, as sort of an incentive... You would probably there's probably like a you have to prioritize the Australian guy if yeah. there's like a because I don't think he because he's Tongan is he? Not sure. Or uh, Fijian? Dagunu. Adam uh, Alex would tell us now immediately. Yeah. But Adam's on yeah. his way to the. Well, Alex, Alex is a big fan. Yeah. Fine. But but I, I would I would say that there's probably like a if two if sort of players are much of a matchness you should pick the local guy. 
Uh, are, you, are, you, are you saying Australians have a quota system? No, no, not a quota no. system, but just an, an affirmative uh, for the development system. of Australian rugby. Like, no, no, I'm teasing, I'm teasing, I'm teasing. I'm just, I just thought I'd rile up the Australian, our like three Australian listeners. Uh, he's Fijian. Thanks, Adam. To answer your question. Adam, know. any other interesting facts on his Wikipedia page? Uh, Come on, Adam. I'm actually not on his Wikipedia page right now. Oh, Adam, there's I a great am. fact about him. I think you can get it. What, what's the great fact about him? Uh, he used to be. I was gonna tell- he used to play soccer in 2015 and yep. he g- gave it up to play <laughs> rugby. Uh, Fiji under 21 goalkeeper, I think. Nice. Oh wow, that's, that's actually quite a good fact, Adam. I'm impressed, actually. Yeah. Yeah, that good fact. Well done, Adam. Nice. I was expecting like Adam to tell us what high school he went to or something. Uh, they, they did list it there, but I, I felt I'd spare you from the knowledge. Thank you, Adam. Uh, this, oh, Saimaki was back. He had a good game. Yes. 10, ten carries, 72 meters, 6 defenders beaten. Jesus, what's this line breaks? Oh, it's, uh, uh, 3 carriers beaten. He was very good. So glad to have him back. I think the most traded that player... That knee brace, though. That knee brace of his... Terrifies. Yeah, you know, it makes you nervous. The most traded player in our draft league. He, I think he's ended up in three or four squads before finally getting onto the field, which was. Uh, no, no. I, I think me and Matt both knew what we were doing with that trade. Yeah, no. I knew. Yeah. I was just. I'd be patient if I was patient. He'd come home. So I just watched everyone else scrambling to get him, and I just knew patience, and he'll come back to me. Matt, I, I, I made you. I made you pay a high price, though. Eh? No, you didn't. No, you made me pay. I think it's a fair price. Who'd you give him? <laughs> I gave him Nohola, who's done nothing this season. Yeah, I don't Yet. think that's an unfair trade at either party. Thinking about Nohola's done fuck all all season, Ben. His average is much probably like twenty points. No, yeah, but he's got potential. Yeah, he's got potential. Look, that's the thing. Both of them, they both have potential. Yeah. So both, both of us are trading on like speculation my, rather than... My, my, my trade email to Matt was, it said, Noholo for Samaki, I know he's your boy. <laughs> the end. <laughs> and to, to which Matt responded, yes. <laughs> and then, then Ben responded, wait, why did you agree so quickly? <laughs> yeah, and then I freaked out for a while. <laughs> then I had to remember that he was his boy. Yeah. Uh, I've I got Jordy Barrett for Kundrani. Uh, I feel like I'm getting the upside of that at the moment. No, I don't feel you got the upside. Kundrani uh, with he's, he's getting twenties. So... He's getting mid twenties at the moment. Oh, Barrett he's behind, he's, be, he's behind that Ford Mondeo pack though, Adam. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. Surely, surely the Canberra is Vauxhall country. Not not Ford Country. No, it is, it's not Vauxhall in uh, Australia. It's called a Holden in Australia. Oh, yeah. sorry, Holden. Yes, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Well, speaking of fantasy rugby, I guess one guy who impressed Tyrone Green. Hey, he was. Great. Hey? Oh, it's almost like someone someone who called him who called him the South African David. <laughs> Do you know what he was talking about, huh? Yeah. Oh, what a dick. Yeah, I'm just I'm just looking through the fantasy sheet and nobody you didn't nobody had the guts to start him. In B League, I think uh, Phil. Does, some, does someone have him in your B League? Yeah, Phil. <laughs> Phil has him starting. In <laughs> Phil has him. As a, I feel yeah. like Phil's treating the fan, the B League as just like a Gears League at this point. Yeah, then, well, almost like a, a development lab to kind of yeah. <laughs> yeah, just to test out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the test out um, series. 
Um, but yeah, I, I guess like talking about the Lions, just to quickly go through, just go through the numbers. Lions 36, Rebels 33, Charles score son, Mapue, Jesus, Quake Cooper. Fuck, I was lazy. Mapue should never have gotten there. Andrews Kutsia, who I know I've bagged him tons in the past. He was excellent, Manos Kuman. As is, and Malcolm Box uh, scoring a sneaky try in the beginning of the game, the first five minutes. And you thought, oh, Lions are going to romp this. Boy, were they surprised. Elton Dyke four conversions, and Gianni Lombard with the BMT kicking over the penalty. For the Rebels, tries by Tom English, Nasirani, Billy Meeks, Quake Cooper. Uh, Cooper's try with Heat. I must say, rounded out a team move after Rangi ran over Ross Cunier. The whole crowd was like, oof, get off my way. And then four conversions by Quake Cooper. I was at the stadium. Uh, good crowd. I, I've always... Uh, it's one of the, it's one weird of the that they times. played at Loftus. Sorry? It's <laughs> weird they played a game at Loftus. Fuck off. Okay. It was in the heart of the CBD. And it's one of the few times I've been to Ellis Park for a day game. And it was lacquer. The vibe was lacquer. Uh, apart from the, the giant pusses that sat next to me, uh, to the gentleman sitting next to me... He's I, fucking I Lions fans. I don't, I don't know. They weren't even Lions fans. I don't know. They were just busy shouting York- the whole time. There were these drunk, obnoxious Afrikaners who give Afrikaners a bad name. They were, they were quintessential Dutchmen shouting like during the moments of silence for what happened in Christchurch. These fucktards were busy making noise. They got tuned by a, a tunny in front of them later on in the game. An older guy also started shouting at him, but he kept shouting, Quaid, Rebels! He kept shouting that uh, Elton Yankees was cuck. But these oaks were a, a giant group of pussies. So if, I know you don't know who I am, but you're sitting next to me and you guys were a disgrace. And it's just one of the reasons why I often don't go and join going to the rugby because I sit next to retards like you. And I hope you damage your cars later on in the evening. Fucking assholes. Sorry. I just, they almost ruined my experience. I really enjoyed the game, but I had these, these fuckwits sitting next to me, and it just it got me really angry. But what nearly also got me as angry was the Lions' truly porous defense. If you had a bucket with a hole in it and poured water down it, that was the Lions' defense. I, I've never, I don't know, they were so bad. I have no idea why they're so bad. Do you think they're overconfident following last week's game against the Yagaras? I, yeah, I think they're a bit... And then, but they, around, like the over against the Jaguars, like their defense is pretty cock as well. It's... I, I don't know. I guess it's one of these things like when you introduce new combinations, like your defense probably suffers more than your attack. Maybe because I I don't think they're <coughs> they're, they're tackling. Actually, maybe you'll pull up a stat which makes me seem wrong. Uh, but I didn't find their I didn't think their tackling was particularly bad. Like. <laughs> They didn't seem to be missing a lot of tackles, but they just seem to be. The rebels just seem to be able to find space so easily. <coughs> See attack. So maybe look at Alliance yeah. made 67 tackles, and they missed 14. Uh, yeah, that's quite bad. Seven, yeah, seven, well, look, the rebels made 148 tackles. They missed 33. So uh, defense from both That's sides. That's about the same, actually. Yeah, yeah. defense from both sides is terrible. Uh, the rebels, to to give them credit, I. On the balance of play, they probably should have won the game. Lionel Mapua's try was criminal that Quay Cooper let him get there. Quay Cooper was just jogging to the balls and heading into the dead-end area. And credit to Lionel Mapua, by the way, who showed the hunger and desire to get there and get the try. I think the two... The it, bringing, it, yes, sorry, Ben. You say? It did seem the Lions wanted it more. Yeah, towards the end. I think they were coasting it. And I, I have to say, look, credit to Kutsia. He, he was fantastic. I mean, A, I feel like he's bulked up a bit. And B, when they both came on, they had a settling effect uh, on the Lions. They just had a better idea of what to do. Silver Liney was all right. 
but he's a little bit... I, I think you could see that the lack of experience, maybe in that sort of situation when they were getting pounded, was compelling. Um, Tutuka, unfortunately, he didn't see too much action, but he had to go off the field. I think with 10 minutes ago, he was limping around, trying to stay on, but he was taken off. So I think just that injection of experience made a big difference, but also Billy Meeks's yellow card. Meeks was excellent, by the way. He had a very good game. He got a yellow card, and the Lions scored three tries while he was off. Yeah, it's it's a it's a bad player to lose though, like because the center's so integral in organizing your defensive line. Yeah, yeah, it it. Fell and apart. then obviously, plus, and then there's also the gap. So you need sort of mm. you need more organization, sort of more than ever. And then you also have yeah. And so then, they off and there's the yeah. And then they lost Alex um, but, at the end too. I got demolished in the scrum of the week. I know that I know the commentators should have like went on about it a lot. Obviously, you don't know because you're alive. Hmm. But I, I do think there should have been more yellow cards because the penalty count was stupid. It was like uh, twenty yeah. penalties to one or something. Twenty twenty to two. Yeah. So that's that's really. And, like, a lot of those penalties were in the 22. Like, I, I thought there probably should have been two or three or maybe even four repeated infringement yellow cards. In sort of – because, like, you're like, okay, he's giving him a yellow now, good. And it's like, no, it's your final, final, final warning with sugar on top or whatever. Like, it's, have you watched the movie Animal House? No. Old movie about uh, uh, Frat House and the, the dean puts – the animal house on double secret probation at one point in the movie. <laughs> yeah. No, no. Yeah. It was a bit like, like I know on Twitter, the rebels are really complaining about, um, Egon seconds reffing, but nah, I thought he was generous to be honest. I, I thought maybe he was a bit harsh giving away penalties, but then again, I think he was very lenient when not giving them yellow cards. Yeah. So yeah. Um, the Lions line out was fucking nowhere. Yeah, it was like awful. it was. Even their oh ball. Oh my god! They, the Rebels yeah. managed to pinch so much ball. Like I said, credit to the Rebels. <laughs> like, 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 weirdly, the like they would won. they would land the ball, yes. and then suddenly the Rebels guy would just shoot through it with the ball. Like I don't really understand how that was happening. That uh, they showed the one. I think it might have been was it the first or second half? I can't remember which. Adam Coleman somehow uh, there was a Lions player at the back, and Coleman's long ass arm. Because they weren't protecting the ball properly, he was able to reach it and knock the ball out of the hand. Um, the Lions player had. Whether it was a knock on or not for that player, I don't know. But I just don't think they protected the ball enough, surely. How do they keep getting yeah, I don't, it? Yeah, I think, I think they really go back to the back to the drawing board on that. Because their line-out wasn't really... Okay, they, they did have a few line-outs stolen. Yeah. But the, the, issue, the issue mainly seemed to be that once the ball landed... They just weren't. Something was going wrong between hmm. catching the ball and setting the ball. Oh. That it just—they never really got going. And then they stuck at it, which was—I don't really like. Like if a team's just like, you know what? It's not our day to maul. Then they shouldn't. Then they should say, okay, we're going to take a scrum. We're going to take a tap penalty. We're going to do something different. But instead, they stuck at it, which is pretty frustrating as a fan. Hmm. I, I do feel a bit for the Rebels because Barr and Bar Cooper's criminal uh, failure to ground the ball, he was very good. It was just very interesting watching him live properly. I don't know if I've had the opportunity to do so. Um, 
what he does do so well, and Yankees is kind of the same thing. And I was very nervous when we took Yankees off. I thought that's a big call from the coach. But uh, I'm glad. I'm just glad for Lombard that he nailed it. Then that's a feather in the cap, but more experience. Cooper is almost like a surgeon in a certain way. He's he's just looking for gaps. I mean, I, I don't know, Ben. You, ben and Matt, you'd have a better idea of what a good fly-off can do. But he kind of he he just I don't know. He's got a mental picture of where everyone is in his mind, and just waits for players to move into the right position so he can put people into gaps. Because he he did that. He does that exceptionally well. Creating space or finding space for others, which is very interesting. Uh, we'll get here too, just the two operating. Nasirani, I haven't seen him in the flesh. He is he is a unit though. God, he he is no, he's big. A, he's a fucking monster. Just as he's big, you can see from the side of the field, he is massive as well. Yeah, because as, he 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 looks big on a rugby field. Yeah. He looks <laughs> and then it, if you look at a guy, you know someone like Ross Cronier, who you'd be like. Yeah, like Ross Cronier is he's he's small on a rugby field, yeah. 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 Ross Cronier is like six foot one. What? Sort of. Yeah, he's Jesus. tall. Like like ninety five odd kgs. Like he and he on the rugby field, you're like, oh, they're gonna flatten that little scrum off or whatever. <laughs> uh, Even a guy like like Quacha almost weighs a hundred kgs. Yeah, Quacha was good, by the way. I have to say those That's... seven skills just keep coming up trumps all the time. Picking up loose balls and, and sprinting down. He did he did so well to set up scores. So someone else who right. is tiny is Tyrone Green. He is he is uh, I'm actually the, the, the South African D Mac. Yeah. I think I might be taller than Tyrone Green. Are you gonna I'm call him first or then we should be search. calling him something like Green Mac. Yeah. Should no, Green uh, I I thought we could call him we could call him T Green. Yeah. T Green. I, I am one centimeter taller than Tyrone Green. Green. Colin, well done, Adam. Colin Green Tea. Sorry? I'm going to call him Green Tea. Green Tea. Green Tea. Green Tea. Green tea. Oh. And uh, he's oh. 21, born at He was 21 just the other day. It was on the Lions Twitter. Ah, to show. Yeah, like, oh, oh, yes, it was Tyrus Green's birthday, and I, I, I tweeted it back. I said, come on, give, give the lad a start. <laughs> so, yeah, they just gave him his present a week late. And I think he, I think he took it. I don't think, I think Cornbring's gone now. Yeah, Conbrink was, was nowhere. Poor, um, he, he's very interesting to watch. He is. I know. I know you. Met, uh, do you call him DMac as a joke or as a real real life comparison or halfway between the two? Who Conbrink? Uh, no, Green. I, I think he. I think he's going to become like the South African uh, DMac. Yeah, he, he's got very. <coughs> he's got very quick feet in a, in in the tights. I, I think he does suffer a little bit because he won't really get you over the gain line. But if he has a little bit of space to work from, he's an elusive, oh, no, he's he, an elusive he character. He plays to his strength, yeah. and he he sort of he, he kind of bounces out of tackles. Like I think his his lightweight's almost in because he'll hit a guy and then he'll bounce back, hmm. so the guy can't actually grab him, and then he'll like find his feet again and go again. So it sort of works for him in a way. No, he like he's good. making it work for him at least. So that he was really good. But then I guess the question. Let me ask you, Matt. Green was solid. I'm just going to bring up the stats here. Um, sorry, I'm just trying to find it for you. Thank you. I appreciate the effort. Uh, just so you have a bit of context. Green, 85 meters run, 13 carries, 9 defenders beaten. Let me just actually go into the proper stats here. Two or three tackles. Yeah, defense Defense would be a little bit of a worry. Two clean breaks, one try assist, two kicks in hand. He had one handling error. But then you got a guy like Kutsia. 98 meters, uh, eight carries, one try. Let's see. Is there a question in all of this? Who do you start at fullback between the two? What, between 
Green and Kutsia. Yeah. Because both of them I'm, were very good, and, and Green did start. I'm generally not a big fan of Kutsia. Kutsia, Kutsia okay, well done, Kutsia having a good game this week, but Kutsia's not had a good game more often than he's had good games lately. Well, maybe this is the shot in the arm that he needed. Oh, yeah, maybe, maybe this is... Like, I, I think both him and Mapu played better yeah. coming off the bench. They were hungry. Like, like, sort of... Yeah, like, it made them be like, fuck, I'm not untouchable in this side. I have to play for my place. Which yeah. I think it's good. It's like squad competition. Yeah, and Mapu, yeah. uh, compared to Harold Forster, who, geez, I don't know if he's getting back in the team anytime. So, I think he's a better footballer than Forster. Forster knows how to run a good line. I mean, he's big, big and physical, but Mapu, I think, has got better all-around skills. So I'm not, I'm not an expert. This is my opinion. So no, no, I, I think it goes good. to what you said last week, Ben. Uh, a gutsy call from Swayster Brain uh, gave this this team the shot in the arm that it needed. But I just I do worry about that defense. Hey? They uh, do you know what? I think, Quaid, I know you've touched on it, yeah. but... Um, James has opinions. He's crying yeah. in the background. He's not happy about something. Um, I know... I think... Um, Swayze's gutsiest call was taking off Alton. Yeah, mm. and I, and I think it's it's so important to say to these young guys, we trust you, we trust you to close out this game, we trust you to finish. Yeah. And you know they did, and it was really it worked for them. Eh? Uh, I'll tell you, like, the Indian was nervous. And I, I, <laughs> yeah, but I, I think I think yeah, it may potentially it could have backfired for that game. Yeah. But I think overall, in the development of his players and the development of his squad, that was a very good call. Even if they had lost mm-hmm. or drawn the game in the end, I would say. Yeah. Uh, just quick, as one quick word to Jack Maddox. Also, seeing him in the flesh, he has got massive legs. It's almost like his hips are out of proportion to the rest of his body. He's got these his huge thighs. So maybe that's where he gets would his you, gas would, from. Would you, would, would you say he's bootylicious, Adam? I, I'd say his elements are bootylicious to him. <laughs> but if, she, if he's got thick fat, if he's got thick fat thighs, I don't say thick with two C's. <laughs> wait, wait, what does that mean? <laughs> it's like an internet thing, Adam. Don't uh, sorry, um, but thick, wait, wait, Adam. the thigh. It is the thigh. Was it? Yes. What's the? What are the quads? Sorry, I don't do biology. That's the thigh. Quads no, no, the, no, no, no. Quads you... are your thighs. Quads are the front side of your thigh. The hammies, the back side of your thigh. Oh, then it's hammies and quads. They're massive, though. It's just uh, he'd be. I wouldn't like to tackle him around his waist. Let me just say that. There's a lot of entropy and force. But maybe that's why, because, you know, everyone, like we always saying how he's a very balanced runner. Yeah, that's true. So maybe, yeah. that, maybe that's why he's a balanced, because he's like, his center of gravity is actually quite low, even though he's relatively tall, because... Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah Rebels, you blew it, but they played very well. And, and, and I did enjoy Rangi running over Kronia. Uh, that was quite... You did you... Oh, Adam, if, on, if only you drafted Rangi, huh? Oh, God, I chose... Oh. <laughs> Fuck, every week I'm reminded of the... Uh, uh, I, I don't want to talk about Adam, it. Adam, you, you, know, you know I wrote my I, dro- I wrote my draft will? No. Who are you leaving Rangi to? I, I wrote my draft will. It's not... But I, I'm just, just to let you know, uh, if I can't continue playing draft for some reason, I, I left Rangi to you, Adam. <laughs> Thanks, bro. <coughs> but who do you have in your bed? It's, it's, so, it's so you can... Uh, so you can so you can know what it's like to have a starting rebels hooker. That yeah. is my that is my quote. I, I do feel like you and I should talk, Ben, um, about about your hooking situation. Oh, hooking situation is good. Yeah, exactly. So I, I have a problem coming up in week nine. So you and I should have a chat oh, about no. that. Maybe I can help you out, and you help me out. Yeah, but like uh, a lot can happen to week nine, Adam. 
Oh, yeah, no, no, Plugging a hole in week five for fucking week nine. Yeah, sorry. Um, I, I live in the moment, and I have a I have a lot of interested parties of BPA. Huh? I can, I can only imagine. I can only imagine. Jesus, Oaks must be uh, crawling into your DMs, bro. Going, hey. Uh, yeah, I've, I've, I've got a lot of uh, BPA's got a lot of suitors, eh? So yeah, you know, you're gonna have to offer me something, something pretty solid for. Did Did Phil hit you with the BPA for insert play here, smiley face, sort of vibe? Um, no, for Phil and I have a standing joke. Every week I offer him uh, Rangi for Adi Sevilla, <laughs> and every week he says no. Uh, for now, maybe Rangi will become fat. <laughs> yeah. Just wait until like. Uh, fuck, imagine Rang- uh, Adi Sevier just picks up a sneaky injury and Phil just says yes all of a sudden, quietly. Oh, I'll take him. I, I would, I would, unless it was like a five-week injury, I'll take Adi yeah. and just hold him out. Like, you know, I, 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 have, I have BPA on the bench. Like, I'm sorted for fizzbomb Aussie hookers. Yeah, true. Yeah, Phil's, Phil, every now and then he just pops in, sniffs around for a random player out of nowhere. Uh, I know he went to Perry Perry Parkinson in week one and I didn't trade him away. And now, like, the Oaks injured, not even starting. I was like, oh, missed opportunity. You know, could have uh, got, gotten some value. Uh, that, that's that's, yeah, that, that's going to wrap it up just for Super Rugby for the day. For, and I'm very excited about this, for our stop, drop, and poll by Dave Grohl. Uh, Alex, bless you, he sent us a message. He is alive, but apparently he has only had two hours sleep. Uh, I wonder if he has a headache. He put a poll on the RB Facebook group. And I'm just oh no! I I I put the poll, what and that's you? why. Oh, thank you, Peter. Yeah. Thank you for providing yeah. this, this poll master. Yeah, the poll this master. This is this is this is one. This is just classic ERB. Like I think on the group there there was this poll, okay, and this poll had like you know like a hundred odd people responded to it. There were like yeah. what like fifty odd comments. Yeah. And then yeah. just under the poll, someone had posted something about um, the new World League proposal, you know, actual proper rugby, which got about one comment and one like. Yeah. So you got to yeah. give the people what they want. Uh, just yeah, to read so what Ben wrote. People want. Using my best Ben impression. Uh, hey, gang. <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> Huge news. No, ben, apparently, uh, you're very similar to Sunny Bull. Yeah, I sound oh, a lot like Sunny Boy. And yeah. That's probably my only impression. I do a Sunny Boy impression for everything. <laughs> so, uh, hey gang, huge news. Alex is potentially getting another cat. And naturally it needs a name. Feel free to add your own, uh, excuse me, your O. Uh, I assume, I assume yeah, yeah. Choose multiple options. His current cat is called Rico Miaoni. Uh, the options going from those that got votes. I see you guys voted for multiple options as you did, Ben. Shame on you. No, I said feel free to choose multiple options. Read the fucking poll. Jesus, Adam. Okay, I'm gonna. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna quickly. Adam, you you read an, you'll read an entire fucking news article on on the air, but you won't read a poll properly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> the uh. Okay, I'll say I'll take that. Right. The the just okay, to go no, to the options that got one on vote. vote. These are the ones that got one vote. Jean Luc Dupeur, Michael Kittle, mm. Pergil Pergil Peterson, Michael Hooper. Mia Lani Nanai, Meow Pinks, just that's that's quite some verbal gymnastics. No, Meow Pinky, and, and also, wasn't the condition meant to be current super players, super players, or was it just Alex moaning? There's De Meow Chi. No, 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 okay, we were talking about this uh, yeah. later. Kachakilis, SP Ferme, Ferme, excuse me, Amakati Fluffy, Akira Meowoni, that's just cheap, Phil, you could do better. Kachak Tupulutu, sorry, Camille Chat, this is actually quite a challenge. 
Camille Chat Rogue. Huh? Rouge. Rouge. Because the, the, the cat's, it's, it's orange. Oh, uh, yeah. she's Andrew. Yeah. That's, that's next yeah. level. Meow Pimpy or Muppet Muppy. <laughs> See you voted for that, Matt. Meowty, oh, well, that was Meowkenzie. my suggestion. Okay, and that's the ones that got uh, two votes. Meowty, Meowkenzie, Nick Perzaker, and three votes. Malcolm Meowks, Ngani Liao Meowpi, and four votes is Scat <laughs> Bottom, uh, and then five votes was Richie McClaw. <laughs> That's pretty good, actually. I'll put a tick next to that. And then seven is, <laughs> no, and then seven, seven is David. Yeah, seven is not, not pro vax. Yeah, I know. But still, seven. David Perkoff campaigners and activists. Uh, with seven, also Stephen Katzoff. With eight is Dane Hayden Kitty, and the and the winner by an absolute landslide with thirty-four votes is Cat Lambie. <laughs> Which is the worst name of all of them. We can all agree. Yeah, it's like the least effort. <laughs> I, I almost didn't put it in there when I was putting options. And then I was like, oh, you know what, like, let me. But, uh, yeah, the Sharks fans just got behind Cat Lambie big time. Oh, I'm assuming, I'm assuming, Adam, what was your, like, normal Facebook feed like? I'm assuming there was a large grassroots campaign by your best man just, like, getting all his Facebook friends into the group and to go vote for Cat Lambie. I don't know if, if he actually got involved. Let me just have a look, though. Uh... I think this is Alex chat on him he wouldn't be wanting to help Alex at all <laughs> no he didn't even get involved bro uh... <laughs> sorry actually group, so just check if he's still in the group yeah uh, just the comment section was also quite funny uh, I like your yeah, yeah, there was a, there was actually a great uh, Dominic Coyle suggested Repenny Meow Meow Alex went guys guys I'm not there by Cat Cat Labby next highest wins and Andrew replies you can't go against the outcome of the poll and then Alex said, I, I saw your comments. Oh, there you go. Here's your ben, your comment, Ben. Add it. But I feel the Cat Lambie train is too much momentum at this point. Oh, TJ Perinara. That's from your mate, Nicola. Yeah. And then Catrick. See, I was going to add Perry Weepu, but obviously I didn't want to fuck around with non-Super Rugby players. Uh, we had Francois Pernar as well. Roy <laughs> Kitty Kitty Lau. Rupeni Meow Meow. Like, like an older cat. We've, we've talked about also Percy Montgomery. Mm. Yeah, Percy Montgomery we've said before. Yeah. Mm. So that's the poll. That, that's the soft drop of the poll. Cat Lambie. It has yeah. to be Cat Lambie. So is okay. Stephen Katzoff a better or worse name than Cat Lambie? <laughs> um, I think Stephen Katzoff's a bit cleverer than Cat Lambie. Yeah. Because at least Cat Lambie's just replacing his first name with the word cat. But that's the thing. I'm replacing Kit with cat. Yeah, well, that, that's, way, that's way better. <laughs> I prefer Cat Lambie. Um, cat Lambie's got a nice ring to it. Cat Lambie. Yeah, but Stephen Katzoff's also at least a ginger, apparently. But then, but then what's he going to call his cat, Adam Cat? He's going to say, hey, cat, no, come he, here. He, 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 has, he, has cat. Say, he has to say, oh, this is my cat, Cat Lambie. Yeah, no, but like, it's two syllables. And, and when the cat's uh, causing sh- running around and he needs to, like, yell at it for, does, do you go full parent who's shouting at a child in trouble and name and full surname every time you want to talk to your cat? Yeah. No, I, I, would, I would guess the cat's full name would actually be Catrick then. Catrick. Catrick Lambie. What's Catrick yeah. Cat, Lambie's middle name, Ben? Ooh. Uh, I don't know. Adam, fire up the wiki page. So yeah, that's the wiki page. Um, Pat Lambie, Jonathan. 
Cat <laughs> Lambie having Jonathan as his middle name. Patrick Jonathan Lambie. Cat Patrick. Nah, Lambert. Nah, Jonathan. Yo, okay. Um, but now, now, I don't know if it's easy. It's Patrick Jonathan Lambie. Um. So now we have to have um the game blame game sponsored by game. Okay. Do we blame you for actually including Cat Lambie, or do we blame Alex for outright saying he's not, he's refusing? We blaming Alex for refusing to, for saying, yes. um, I am not naming my cat Cat Lambie because after he said that, everyone just voted for Cat Lambie. Yeah. It's one of those like we're not gonna call the boat Bodie McBoatface, and then all of a sudden, yeah, there's like suddenly like a viral campaign. So this is. This is Alex's fault for ruining the integrity of the poll and actually ruining his own cat's name by just not letting this blow over. Yeah. All right. Uh, we need to move on to Super Brew. Uh, I, I apparently, I need to leave soon. So let's just do this quick. Are you leaving? I thought you were playing D&D at your house this time. No, no. Like, it's a, it's a long story. Uh, Blues versus Highlanders. Uh, uh, it's got to be Highlanders, eh? I yeah. think so. It has to be Highlanders. So both teams have been rested for a week, technically. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Hurricane Stormers. Oh, well, this is in Wellington, so that's easy. Yeah. Canes. I don't. I don't uh, yeah. Uh, sorry. Are we going to choose a margin, or are we just going to, you know? Uh, I. I'd Highlanders by eight. Okay, oh, were you yeah. gonna were you gonna ask were you gonna ask the team about that, Adam, or were yeah. you just backing your instincts on I'm it? Back okay. my instincts on that, because you actually got one from four from five this week. Oh, one from five, yeah. I'm I'm, I'm sitting on that's I think it's my same super brew. Okay, Hurricanes versus Stormers at the Hurricanes by fifteen. Uh, I don't know. I, I think the Hurricanes will win, but I think the Stormers pack. Their, t- their tight forwards, at least, are better than the Hurricanes. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I would say by, by 7 or 10, somewhere around there. Okay, 10 is plan B. So. Uh-huh. Yeah, but also, also like, saying that, like, SP Marie has no fucking hope against whoever Lamb. they put on the wing against yeah, him. Lamb, of course. or Lamb or... Yeah. Uh, or um, Geordie Barrett or... Yeah, Tietia. Chase uh, tier, tier like basically Lamapi, Bowden Barrett. Uh, literally, I... literally every every player in the Hurricanes backline can run round or run over SP Marie. I mean, fuck, they could most probably. So put some, some, some can, there. Every and most of them can do both. Yeah. Uh, Waratahs Crusaders in Sydney. Crusaders by eight. Uh, twelve, I'd say. Okay. Yeah. I like 12. Ooh, Sunwolves Lions in Tokyo. Oh, that's an interesting one. in Tokyo? Yeah. I thought it was in uh, I'm going to back the Lions, but by like three. Just, just I'm just going to throw this out there. They pack, that's why. I'm just going to throw this out there. The national squad players are, should be available for this game. Ooh. I thought after week six. Yeah, after uh, week six. Four week six. A uh, four week six. Yeah, but I, I don't think I don't think that'll actually be an advantage because no. they no, no, it's, they it's, it's won't know the yeah, they won't know the structure. Yeah, so, so I'm just throwing it up there as a yeah, fuck. I don't know. This is going to be a but I, I would say the Lions are better than the Reds. Yeah, yeah, and, and the Reds 
beat them there. Yeah, so I'd say Lions, but not by a lot. Okay. I mean, the the Reds got drummed in Japan last time. Uh, Bulls, Chiefs at home. Bulls at Loftus. I'd say the Bulls. Yeah, Bulls. By like yeah. eight. This is maybe the like Adam, you, like, you love backing the Bulls, eh? Guys, they're at home. Sharks versus Rebels in Durban. Ooh. I'll back the Sharks. I think they're packed. No, I'll back the Sharks because I, I think oh, the, the... the Sharks. If the Sharks can have proper forwards and that, they'll beat them easily. Yeah. So I said Sharks mm. by seven. Because hopefully Thunderbolt's back. Yeah. yeah. And that'll solve all their problems. And last but not least, uh, in Brisbane on Sunday, Sunday game, uh, Reds versus what? Bumbies. I love a Sunday game. Yeah, so I probably I. wouldn't watch Reds versus Brumbies if it was on a Sunday. I, I'm actually going to back the Reds. I feel like... Uh, the, Reds versus Brumbies. Yeah. I'm going to back Reds by five. I'm going to back <coughs> Brumbies. You're going for Brumbies too, Ben? Yeah. All right. Well, what score? Well, just, 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 just try sell me on Reds. Why do you think they'll beat the Brumbies? Uh, I think their pack's a lot better than, than rated. They've got their first win under the belt. They're at home as well. While the Brumbies, I, I, I just think the Reds overall are more hungry than the Brumbies when they're at home. And, they, and the Reds pack's bigger than people give them credit for, and better. Yeah, but but they're not very well disciplined, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but no, but I mean, like, that's all you need against the Brumbies, because if you just don't give them line-outs on your five meter, yeah. they're not going to score try. Yeah. I think the Reds will concede penalties and then Falafa Inga will probably score about seven. Yeah, the gravy train of more tries. Mm-hmm. Alright, well, I, I have Brambies by five because both of you pick Brambies, if that's fair. Aussie Derby. Okay. Alright, All right. yep. uh, that's going to wrap it up. Uh, guys, anything else? Uh, I need a bounce, uh, unfortunately. So, apologies. I can feel you getting a stare. <laughs> maybe, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, Ben, uh, Ben, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, of course, thanks for having me on. My pleasure. Thank you. I appreciated it. Uh, Matt, thank you for joining us as always. Yeah, Matt, good to be here. Good. Uh, I've got to do some research on that Sunwolves point. That that could shake the foundations of draft as we know it. Alex, uh, if you're out there, we hope you are, are alive or well. But I see there's a picture of coffee and food. And Ant, I see he issued an apology on the, on the other draft league group for getting too drunk. Was also buying him shots, so it seems like he survives St. Paddy's Day wherever he is. Yeah, but I saw I saw Ant had sent like thirty messages that no one had replied to on the other group. Yeah, he he so got like, like he was just rampaging about like whales or some shit. And we were like, oh, we don't, yeah. we, we don't really care. Uh, if you have I, I woke up to all those messages, which was like in the times that I was asleep when all that shit came through. If you have been listening, thank you so much uh, for listening. We're available on most social medias, uh, Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, Acast, SoundCloud. And we are on Twitter. And also, um, Owen Farrell's shoulder, he might be tweeting soon again too. There's a Twitter account called Owen Farrell's shoulder. If you have been listening, thank you very much uh, for joining us.